Hello and welcome to a Christmas episode of A German and a Catholic Go to a Movie. As we discussed in the last podcast, we were going to take on a Christmas movie for this one and I picked it. And it's called Falling for Christmas, a Netflix movie starring Lindsay Lohan and her return to movie life. What a great pick, Geraldo. What a great pick. <laughs> Look, I have to say, I have to say with this movie, it is cheesy, cliched, not very good, and I loved it. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm out of words. I have to say, I agree with uh, everything but the last part. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to qualify this because this is a sort of movie I haven't seen for probably 15 years. They just don't make movies like this with stars like that. Normally it's some, you know, good looking American actors in a Hallmark movie and you don't really have a Hallmark channel in Australia that's easily available. So this sort of movie is not something I've really seen. It was like an old school comedy because you're just so used to seeing movies now where everyone hates each other, where everyone's taking drugs, where everyone's got mental issues where there's tons of swearing, there's tons of sex, when everyone just falls into bed with everybody at the drop of a hat. And look, there's a time and a place for all those sort of things and those sort of movies. But it was just strange to see a movie, particularly starring Lindsay Lohan, but we'll get into that a bit later, where none of those things were going on. It was all very innocent, very family-friendly. I found this to be almost a radical departure from what I would normally look at. In a way, it was kind of nice to know that it wasn't going to go out of its way to offend you or shock you. You know what, Jared? I came into this podcast and uh, I was ready to um, rip into it. Tell you to rip into it. Yes, exactly. But I gotta give it to you. That point makes me kind of think it's it's really a surprise that it's not like a comedy full of raunchy jokes like Rebel Wilson style. That is very unusual. That it's just like a harmless movie. As I mean. Lindsay Lohan, there was there's so much potential in terms of <laughs> how low you can go, but they uh, avoided it. Kudos to them. Uh, I have to say, though, with the Hallmark Christmas movies that you're missing, you should just watch more Netflix because yeah. they are really trying to go for that in recent years. They, they're really hitting out quite a lot of uh, very mediocre uh, Christmas movies. But this one, you know, like a, a comedy, uh, probably most a uh, bit more raunchy. Where this one is unique, I agree with you, is that it has actually a pretty big name. Is it still a big name? Is it a big name again? But it's definitely a face I know, whereas the other Christmas movies have rather unknown actors in it. Yeah, just good looking people. Well, because I'm slightly older than you, Gregor, I can remember when Lindsay Lohan was basically pegged to be the next big actress in terms of like the Meryl Streep of her generation. Wow. Like it, it seems really hard to believe. Because she started yeah. like all those Disney flicks, like The Parent Trap and then Freaky Friday. I loved Freaky Friday. I thought that was great. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, it's really entertaining. And then, you know, of course, you know, she went through all the standard child actor things where she had like bad behavior and drug and alcohol problems and went into rehab and was, you know, had 50 million boyfriends and then made some questionable um, career moves. Her last big movie was a movie called I Know Who Killed Me. And I actually watched it last week. And it was kind of looked on as I know who killed Lindsay Lohan's career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it wasn't very good, but still her star status. And she is quite charismatic and she's a natural comedian. You can see us. She was trying to be all kind of edgy and sexy and played a pole dancer. And she played she plays two roles, basically. I won't tell you too much. Look, it's worth a look, but you'll probably 
end out fast forwarding through most of it like most people would. I'm impressed with the work you do for this podcast, Jared, that you are really sitting through this movie. I think I couldn't get through it. It was pretty bad. So this is her big return to the small screen, which is the equivalent of the big screen these days, I guess. Do you want to give a quick synopsis of the flick? Yeah, sure. So Lindsay Lohan plays like a Harris. Um, she's the daughter of like a hotel magnet, a bit Paris Hilton vibes, I guess. And uh, she's uh, spoiled and uh, um, super rich and not really working, gets like LB job from her dad. And she goes for like a skiing trip like, with her newly engaged partner. His name is Ted Fairchild in the movie, played by George <laughs> Young. What a name, huh? Uh, yeah, they go to this uh, skiing trip in like an Aspen-like place. Place, by the way, I feel like it changes uh, every scene. So it could be Europe, it could be the US, it could be anywhere, maybe even Mount Kosciuszko in Australia. Be as it may, they get into an accident and uh, Lindsay Lohan falls down a mountain and loses her memory and gets picked up by a humble young fellow named Jake. While she's trying to regather him, her memory, the two of them connect. And yeah, from there on, you basically know how the movie goes. It's basically a, um, a rehash of a popular old movie that, once again, I like called Overboard with Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell, about an heiress that's lost her memory and falls in love with a humble guy who's genuine, you know, and then, of course, it's the old snob comes back to earth sort of thing. It becomes more down to Yeah. And What's the name of the movie? Overboard. Ah, yeah. I've never seen that. I didn't know that was the storyline. That is exactly the same storyline. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same story. <laughs> and Overboard itself did actually get remade with Anna Faris, and they oh. redid it, but it was, hey, wait for this, a gender swap. And, you know, she was the down-to-earth girl, and he was the rich snob. <laughs> so it didn't do very well. I felt, felt this. Look, it's definitely not without its flaws. And for the first section of the movie, Lindsay Lohan basically, as Gregor said, plays like a Paris Hilton and the clothes are very over the top. And, you know, she has a personal stylist team that put her together every morning. And her father, whose name is Beauregard, was <laughs> 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 the best bit, um, wants her to take over the family business and everything. She doesn't want to do it. And then, of course, you know, once she teams up with Jake, the humble guy who has a small skiing sort of like holiday home, struggling, of course. And he has, a you know, an adorably smiley, cheesy American kid. She was actually more believable, oddly enough, as the more down-to-earth version of her character than she was as the wealthy, snobby, difficult character. I thought she was actually more believable, which I thought was really odd. No, that's Maybe. a good point. Uh, I didn't think about that, but I agree. I think... Maybe because Lindsay Lohan has been put down to earth by all the escapades. Um, I don't know what exactly happened, but looking at her sometimes, I feel like she can probably be happy to still be alive. And maybe that humbled her quite a bit. Yeah, she had like some pretty serious things were going on. Uh, of course, it's always interesting to see people look like years later. And, you know, she looks completely recognizable, although she has had her teeth done quite a bit because... I just watched I Know Who Killed Me and her teeth are quite small in that. And I'm a bit tooth orientated at the moment with my, you know, root canal going on. And I have to get a couple of teeth replaced as well. So I'm very focused on teeth when I watch shows at the moment. And she's got these massive white teeth now. And I think they're almost a little bit too big. She's also had her lips made a little bit bigger and a couple of other things as well, I noticed. 
Yeah, but, I mean, you know, but she still maintains, she's still recognizable and she certainly has a lot of charisma and charm in her role. I actually did read too that they allowed her to do a bit of improvising in this. And I'm not sure that was a good idea because there was a few moments in it and I just thought, what's going on? <laughs> people are just saying anything in this. Like I, I watched it and then just thought, people are just like goofy and not very well. And she's got good chemistry with the lead guy. He's some guy from Glee. I never watched Glee. Did you watch Glee? Did you recognize him? Uh, no, no, I didn't recognize him. It's good that we have different opinions. I have to say I'm not always on your line, <laughs> I have to admit, but I, I really like the, the earnest passion you bring for this movie. I didn't feel much chemistry between them. I thought she would be like, uh, maybe I couldn't get rid of like thinking it's Lindsay Lohan. And I was just thinking Lindsay Lohan would eat this guy alive. You know, <laughs> like I, I think also why her role in the second part of the movie where she's the down to earth kind of hotel manager a uh, woman uh, works better is because yeah i mean she's been through a lot and everything i don't want to go too much into lucasm but she's just not believable as this what is she supposed to be like a mid-20 innocent hotel uh harris uh, like uh in the beginning of the movie that, that, that she's just the wrong person for that role i mean honestly it's like oh, I got to find my way in life and I got to do something myself. And it's like, how old are you? Like 38 or what? She's only 36. But she seems like she'd be a lot older than that simply because she seems to have been around forever. You know, I thought she yeah, was in her true. 40s and I was quite stunned yeah. when I looked it up because I thought, I wonder how old she is. You could tell it was written for a younger person. I agree. You know, I think they could have maybe made it a bit more if she was a jaded going back to her previous life, a jaded, you know, party girl who'd come out the end of it and what is she going to do now? Yeah. Maybe that might have worked yeah. a little bit better. But, you know, it's a movie that trades on cliches. So the cliche is the snobby rich girl, overgroomed, and then the contrast is the down-to-earth girl who makes her own bed and can cook a meal, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, She it's can a, make her own bed, no. <laughs> I thought it's like they were carrying on as if, like, and she made her own bed. <laughs> it was just like, well, her. for some strange reason, when the police find out that she has no memory, they release her with a stranger, which I thought was very strange. Like, that they didn't is take it so weird. Sort of facility, but <laughs> the movie is like the, the best case of first world problems. This guy has like a really good looking skiing lodge in yeah, what seems to be a very affluent skiing town and he's like he's struggling so much oh my god it's like yeah if it's I like have to oh, close oh. the lodge yeah like, <laughs> what the hell they could just sell ridiculous. it to developers <laughs> yeah exactly imagine how much property now we are at your favorite topic Jared. but imagine oh, yes, how yes, much the, how I'm much the property would be worth alone that's ridiculous but yeah that was like a First world problems at its best. But in a way, I agree with you. They're not trying to hide it. They embrace it. They go for it. I think what I was a bit, um, what I didn't like about the movie is that I felt it was like very lazy. There was not one original idea in it in a way. And it was like really down by the numbers. And yeah, okay, you don't have to do raunchy comedy or whatever. But even if it's just a laid back Netflix Christmas movie, It still bothers me if you know exactly how the movie's going to end after like two minutes into it. Maybe that's just me and I'm being too harsh on the movie. Look, I think that's a fair criticism. They could have spiced it up a bit more. Yeah, just created a bit more, say, tension. 
but it was a nice film. It's like its object is to be nice, and part of being nice is you know that it's going to weave its way to a happy ending. I think that was the way it was supposed to go. But it is a bit of a shock to see her in that sort of role, as you say, because normally it's good-looking, nameless people in those roles. Why she chose this to come back, I have no idea. I think these movies get watched like shit on Netflix, to be honest. I think they were like, we need a easy comeback for Lindsay Lohan. Uh, just give her a Christmas movie, no matter how lazy it's written. People watch it. I don't know. I just find it strange that, you know, her manager would have sat down with her and said, Okay, Lindsay, we've got this script for a Christmas movie. I think we should run with this. And she yeah. would have gone, yep, you're absolutely right. Negotiate the contract. There would have been a whole process. So I think it was an easy way. She probably, you know, she might have be slightly, due to her past situation, she might be slightly mentally fragile. And to take on a demanding <laughs> role, well, she might be. She, she'd probably get ripped to pieces over it if she took on a yeah, demanding not disagreeing. role. Yeah, not disagreeing. And it might genuinely finish her career. Whereas this is like, has got middling reviews. Most people go, look, it's not that great, but it's good to see her. Yeah. So that's the general consensus. That's really, that's literally the general consensus. <laughs> I felt like when I read, like, even in Guardian or something, a small review, it was like, well, it's good to see Lindsay Lohan is still alive. <laughs> it's like, so maybe it's a quiet career step. You know what I mean? Step back into the limelight. I don't think it's going to be go down in her catalogue of memorable teen shows like Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen and Parent Trap and... Yeah. Um, It's sort of a return to those movies that were her most successful, you know, quite feel good, quite sweet. One thing I really, really like is the set design and the Christmas decorating. I thought it was phenomenal because in Australia, you don't have that over the top American Christmas where everything is themed and the tree looks like something out of a store and the whole, you know, table is decked with, you know, Christmas themed things. We just don't have that in Australia. It's just like, oh, there's a tree and there's a bowl of prawns, you know, and here's a party hat. <laughs> Whereas I thought the set design in this was outstanding. It makes me think there should be snow at Christmas. I mean, the only snow I had when I was at Christmas, when I was at university once, we rented a house and... Was cocaine. I'm just kidding. I said it was a cocaine-fueled party was the only snow you ever had. (laughs) Well, I don't want to say what happened, but put it this way. Someone decided to make Christmas decorations. There's this stuff called Santa snow where it's like white, sort of like, sort of paint that you can wash off and you put it around windows and you get stencils and it looks like snow and everything. Anyway, at this particular party, and because we were all in our 20s, someone who had had probably too much Christmas punch decided to use white spray cans, like white paint. So painted all Mm. the windows with white frosting, but it wouldn't Mm -hmm. come off. (laughs) (laughs) So, So we had like stencils of Christmas and Santa and like window snow until we moved out of the house, and then it got demolished. That's the only reason we got our rent back. <laughs> That's the only reason we got our bond back. But it was really funny, because people would be like, you know, they'd come around in March, what's with the Christmas-themed window? <laughs> well, there's a story behind that. Um, and that was the same it's house a... that we had outdoor furniture inside. So <laughs> Sounds like that was your heavy uh, crack face or something. Like Sounds like out of a break. <laughs> Out of a Breaking Bad episode. <laughs> Jeez. There's snow outside here. So just come over to uh, Denmark. Like in Denmark, do they go Christmas crazy with shortbread houses and gingerbread people and all that shit? You know, like, is that, is that what goes down? It is quite nice. Like, they really have nice Christmas markets. You would like it here. But the funny thing is half of the Christmas market is kind of German, um, let's say, inspired. It's oh, okay. like German Christmas stores. Um, 
I mean, we Germans, we invented everything anyway, but especially Christmas markets. Jokes aside, I think we really celebrate the Christmas markets. So here you can see they took a lot of inspiration from that. And it is quite lovely. I mean, it is, it gets dark now at 3.30 and uh, it's super cold. Is it snowing? It's not snowing, but there's snow, um, snowed yesterday. It's nice to have these these lovely things and it gets gets you into a nice Christmas mood in the movie when it comes to the set design. One thing I wanted to add as well, um, what did you think of uh, Lindsay Lohan's fiance, uh, Ted Fairchild, played by George Young? He was like a, an Instagram guy, a guy that was obsessed with Instagram, but she wasn't, which was a bit odd considering the life she was yeah, living. But yeah, you know, he's, right. in the end, it's sort of implied Here's a spoiler that he's he's going to have a an affair with some guy from the hotel. <laughs> I didn't I, quite get it. I, I kind of like that they went for it. Are they painting this guy as gay or or bi or whatever? And then in the end, like they're really going for it, but it just comes so out of nowhere. It's ridiculous. It's just like, oh, oh my relationship is over. Uh, I pick you guy with who I had like uh, two interactions throughout the whole movie. It was pretty left field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's a funny uh, thing for you. I thought the character was a, like a character as well, but the actor has some range because do you remember where he's in as well? It's a movie we talked about in our podcast, actually. No, what was it? It was Malignant. He oh. is the police officer. He, he is too. I was thinking, I thought he was in American Pie or something. I was trying to place him. That's some range, huh? I thought he was stiff. I was thought, is that stiffler? You know, I haven't seen American Pie for a long time. <laughs> what? Like, like, okay, for the record, this guy has obviously Asian background. And for all our listeners who have seen American Pie, know how stiffler looks. So uh, Jared is slightly off there. You're just slightly off. <laughs> he's a British. He's a, he's a, I stiffler is like the it's like the prototype American uh, blonde bread. No, who, well, and, who was the one that had the hot mother, the one that shagged the hot mother in American Pie? Yeah. Ah. Ah, you mean, um, yeah, 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 yeah. God damn it. Now, how can we forget that name? It was the guy who always shits at home. In Germany, we call it the Heimscheißer. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you're right. He looks a little bit like him. Okay, I I give you that. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan actually has a slight Australian connection because a couple of years ago, for some unknown reason, she was a guest judge in Australia on The Masked Singer. <laughs> like, and the weird thing was, is because you know it's a local production, so they're getting local celebrities and you know one-hit wonders from Australia, and they were obviously feeding her lines because she didn't know who any of them were, because you know they're supposed to be saying, "Did you star in a production of you know like Fiddler on the Roof?" In you know like, or do you have a Broadway background, or were you in a commercial for Margarine or something like that? You know they ask all those stupid questions. She was asking them about people there is no way she would have known who they were anyway she only lasted one season and they booted her or you know she well they didn't boot her i think she just did it for one season and then they'd got the publicity of you know lindsay coming to australia not that she got up to anything crazy i did know someone who worked on the masked singer and they said like she was just quiet and she just came in and did what she had to do and was polite and left but there certainly was no great scandal about her but you know she's got to make a buck she's got expenses it sometimes feel like Australian reality TV and uh, um, casting show TV and so on is like a crash can for American celebrities. I remember watching like for some god awful reason the first episode of Celebrity Big Brother, and they had 
Omar Rosa, like the <laughs> Afro-American woman and who was in Trump's cabinet. And then the main guest, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> and they only stay for they only stay in the house for like two episodes. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they think, had an yeah. even better one before that. There was I think about five or six years ago they had Pamela Anderson, <laughs> you know, and yeah. she went in the house and, you know, like was, it was pretty awful because, you know, she's a very American star and the Australian ones, uh, the people in the house were certainly very young and down to earth and then you had this very constructed persona and this constructed looking person. So it was quite a strange contrast. But, you know, I've, I've got a soft spot for Pam. Did you watch Pam and Tommy, by the way? No. Um, did you no, watch, I watch it? Either. I watched it either. Actually, I lie. I watched one episode and I thought it was really awful. So I never really watched any of the others, but I probably should give it a watch. People kind of liked it. Yeah, it looked interesting. Have you watched uh, some shows recently? I've got actually a, a couple of uh, more or less recommendations. No, I don't actually. But anyway, well, so what's your recommendations for people to watch these Christmas holidays? Like, what are you watching? We'll just keep this. I quick. mean, it's it's not really Christmassy, but I do still very much, or we do still very much enjoy The White Lotus now season oh, two comes to an end you should really watch it a second it's uh very entertaining maybe not always very logical but highly entertaining i and, did watch an uh, australian christmas movie called christmas ransom which i have to say i wanted to love it but i just didn't i thought it was really unfunny and it was so cheaply done like and i understand you know like australia doesn't have big bucks to make these things maybe kids would like it because it was it was a fair bit of slapstick and you know two upstarty kids and all that stuff locked in a toy store as for series though like if i tell you what i'm seeing you'll just think i'm a real nerd because well so you much... are you are celebrating falling for christmas so <laughs> it, uh, you can't you can't go much lower in my uh, eyes so well, I it my, Netflix, my Netflix isn't connected at the moment. I'm holding out on getting it. I started to watch a bit of the first season of Sex in the City. <laughs> oh, but that's okay. We remember we kind of started watching that when we uh, yeah. were in the in the old Sex in the City pad in Sydney to close off this yeah. Christmassy podcast, which I have to say was very nice from your side. You gave it a more of a Christmas spirit than I was in the mood to after this movie. Uh, what's what's your favorite Christmas movie? My favourite Christmas movie, you caught me off guard there because I don't normally go for Christmas movies, you know, like I just, I always found them too American, you know, because I can't relate to like, you know, snow, you're in, you're in Australia and it's like boiling yeah. hot and you can't relate. Australia to is a, it's a great country, but it's not great for Christmas. I am actually happy to to have like a winterly Christmas here. I was quite missing that uh, uh, Yeah, it's not the same. It's, it's more like a long, Christmas is more like a long weekend. You know, like yeah, with extra yeah. food. Like and it's kind of the start of the, the summer vacation also in a way, yeah, right? Quite some people way. travel. Maybe uh, I'll start. I um, do agree with you. I often find the American Christmas movies too cliche. That's why I quite like some British ones. It is a very popular choice, but I do actually like Love Actually. And uh, I do quite like the Bridget Jones movies, more the older ones, I would say. But uh, have you ever seen those? For me, it's like Christmas movies. Yeah, look, oh, yeah, the, the Bridget Jones movies are really charming, especially the first two. Oh, the third one yeah. was pretty good. But the first yeah. one was really charming, I have to say. And I didn't really like Love, actually. Maybe I was more cynical then, you know, and Lindsay's movie has softened me up a bit. I just was a bit cynical with people turning around going, but you're the one after a week, you know what I mean, stuff like that. 
Having said yeah. that, if it's an enduring film, it's very popular. There is actually one American show that I did quite like, and it doesn't come on very often. I think it's on YouTube too. It's a, a Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And it's insanely cute. Wait, okay, so wait have... till you till you set up Netflix, you old tech nerd. Um, maybe in, oh. in two or three months, and then you you <laughs> you you have it figured out, and then you can watch all the beautiful Christmas movies when I've like hit on every, for Christmas. When, when I've hit on everyone for their password, and they won't give it to me, that's when I'll do it. As a Sterner rating for this one, I'm going to give it three point five. You know, it put a smile on my face and made me feel Christmassy, and you know, I was even happy for Lindsay at the end. I'm just gonna say, happy Lindsay Lohan is still alive and kicking. <laughs> um, I give it somewhere around 1.5 stars for Lindsay Lohan still being around. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You Grinch, Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> the German Grinch, I think. <laughs> okay, well, if we don't have another podcast before Christmas, we'd like to wish all eight of our listeners. <laughs> no, we'd like to, you know, wish our listeners a. A happy and a safe Christmas and watch lots of movies and tune in next year and we'll try and be a bit more consistent and Gregor's choice will be next so it'll probably be a movie about a prostitute who dies in the end or something I don't know yes I'll try to work in a really depressing horror movie there really is a Santa Claus everybody <laughs> goodbye good night Merry Christmas Merry Christmas